In a world where Rochelle never watched a single Marvel Cinematic Universe film, she unexpectedly became a fan of WandaVision. Chaos and confusion ensued. She had questions. Jay, the resident MCU expert, also known as The Husband, tried to answer these burning questions to no avail. She required more knowledge. Out of this mayhem was born the Marvel-less podcast. Join Rochelle on her cinematic adventure as she bravely watches every single MCU film and valiantly asks her husband Jay thousands of questions. Warning, spoilers, a lot of them, and tons and tons of strong language. Now, let's assemble! And welcome to episode 18 of Marvelous Podcast. We are in the second part of Thor, The Dark World, where we continue to figure out what the fuck the actual point of this villain is <laughs> and what he is trying to accomplish because the dark world is vague and has no clear objectives. He's trying to make the universe dark. What the fuck does that mean? Oh, How does the way he win? Before the light? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I know, but like, what the fuck? So It reminds me of uh, the uh, season premiere for season five of Rick and Morty. <laughs> Where Mr. Nimbus is like, I'm gonna make the land wet. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Um. So yeah, that's where we are. We just wrapped up the second part, and it was interesting. So Jay, can you tell us what happened? I'm gonna try once again. This is gonna sound real vague and confusing literally it was vague and confusing yeah yeah so it'll be uh it'll it'll be on point (laughs) yeah solid all right so when we tuned back in uh eric selvig was talking um explaining a little bit more about the convergence in its peak turns out he's in a psych ward so that's a good start um thor and odin argue about how to defeat the dark elves odin wants to let malekith come to them and Thor wants to bring Jane there in a plot to have Malekith extract the ether and destroy it while it's extracted. Um, Odin t- tells him essentially that if he goes against um, Odin's plan that he's committing treason, um, which apparently doesn't matter. Because, you know, uh, if you disobey your father, it's treason. Well, he's a king. There's that. Um, Thor convinces Heimdall, uh, Lady Sif, the Warrior Three to commit treason and go anyway and to help in this master plan he recruits loki who's pretty distraught over the death of frigga um but they essentially steal an elf ship and take a secret passageway to um i've got the name of the place but we'll just call it the planet of the elves Ooh, planet of the elves i like that (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, they go to the Planet of the Elves. They make it successfully God. after a uh, a pretty good chase sequence. Um, yeah, and then we cut to Darcy and uh, her intern getting Eric Selvig out of the psych ward. Um, and then Thor, Loki, and Jane arrive on the, um, the Planet of the Elves. Um, Loki then stabs Thor, cuts his hand off, and... Throws him down a hill and uh, hands Jane to Malekith, which we find out is a, uh, I don't know, a 
I'm slipping on the name of it. A ploy? Uh, double cross? Ploy? Yeah. Um, turns out it was all a trick from the god of mischief um, to trick Malekith into exposing the ether. Um, Thor and Loki try to destroy the ether while it's exposed, but they're unsuccessful. And Malekith absorbs it, leaves on his way to Earth, and leaves the main warrior elf that killed Frigga to fight Thor and Loki. Um, Loki seemingly dies defending Thor against that, uh, what's it called? The Cursed? Yeah, the or Cursed. The Cursed? Yeah. The, with a uh, K. The what? Cursed oh, with, with a K. K. Yeah, that main elf dude. Um, Thor and Jane make their way to a cave of some sort on the planet of the elf, and conveniently... It is the essential spot of the uh, gravitational anomaly that's happening, i.e. like when they dropped things in the beginning and they never came back, this is where they went. So it's uh, Thor and Jane's portal back to Earth, convenient enough. Um, Eric, Jane, Darcy, and Thor find out where Malekith will be, i.e. The, uh, the spot that is the peak of the convergence mm-hmm. i.e. where you will be able to see all of the realms or planets that are aligned um there's a final battle between thor and malekith which is really well done um i actually enjoyed watching that um and then jane ends up being the one essentially that takes down malekith with uh they don't explain it super well but some it's some cool um science shit yeah. essentially she can push a button and zap people from here to there yeah um, and then after the battle and after, you know, the ether sent away and all that stuff, um, Thor and Odin have a conversation. Um, Thor essentially tells Odin that he no longer wants the throne, even though he'll continue to defend Asgard. Um, the dialogue's really well. Um, but they have this whole conversation and it seems like Odin essentially accepts the fact that Thor doesn't want to be king. And as Thor walks away, um, it's revealed that it's Loki who is impersonating Odin. Yep. And then roll credits. Some bullshit. (laughs) In our after credit sequence, we meet the Collector. um, And Lady Sif and the Warrior 3 give the Collector um, the ether because... They did not want two Infinity Stones to be too close to each other, since the Tesseract is on Asgard. And yeah, I don't know if this is the first time um, we find out that the Aether is an Infinity Stone, but that's kind of like the big twist in the end credit scene. And that is what happens in the second half of Thor The Dark World. Well, and I think it's also the first time that they had mentioned the words Infinity Stones. Is it? I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's the first time, and I only know what the Infinity Stones are because I have seen bits and pieces of movies that I shouldn't have seen, and (laughs) I know what they are. Yeah. So, yeah, this was the first time that they said the Infinity Stones. This is also the first time that I think they said specifically that the Tesseract is an Infinity Stone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and even though I think we... I can't remember if we talked about it maybe being a, an infinity stone maybe when we covered that um but yeah that was um i initially was just like oh that guy's thanos and you're like no he's not thanos you'll learn more about this so fuck okay. yeah i forgot his it's like tamar tamalir or something 
But the Collector is a big um, MCU character. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. So You'll see more of him in Guardians, I think, actually. Nice. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And he's played by Benicio Del Toro, who I adore for some reason. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this movie is just full of good one-liners. And as we opened back up to Eric and he's giving this, like, frantic lecture, my first thing I said to you was, like, he's in a psych ward somewhere. Yeah. And then we have this great Stanley cameo where Stanley's like, can I have my shoe back? (laughs) (laughs) And then conveniently, Ian, the intern, sees Eric on TV and he and Darcy are able to go get him out of jail, which also... Is it that easy to just get people, to check people out of a psych ward in England? I don't know. Maybe. It, it well, seemed... pose as his son or something. Yeah, but he didn't have to show ID. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they get him out, and then he just really... The scene also, like, I hate birds, just in general. I don't like birds. And, like, large flocks of birds, like, freak me out because I saw the movie Birds when I was too young. <laughs> and so, when they walk out of the psych world, ward and the birds are in that, like, giant flock and they, like, disappear and then they come up directly under the ground where they're standing on. It was, like, some real birds shit, which then Eric says, oh, it's good to know that the world is crazier than I am. Is that really what he said? <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't catch that. <laughs> I also saw birds when I was, well, I saw birds when I was like 15 or 16, so it didn't like fuck with me at all. Yeah, I saw it as a child. Yeah. I did not like it. Yeah. So, all the other thing that I know I've maybe, I think I talked about this maybe in the first one, is that a lot of the imagery feels like very Harry Potter-esque, but also like Lord of the Rings-esque. So, like, when the ether was, like, flashed into Asgard when we picked back up, it looked like Mordor. Huh, like okay. the scenes with like the red in the back, yeah, seemed that's fair. yeah seemed very like Lord of the Rings esque, which was kind of cool. Yeah, um, and it was also like very grave to hear like this city is defenseless, and then to kind of see Heimdall be like a little bit dejected, being like, "What use is a guardian when there's nothing to guard?" Yeah, he's <laughs> like, "If they can't, if I can't see them, what use am I?" <laughs> I appreciate that he's always willing to, like, go out on a limb for Thor Yeah. on the terms that he's like, I'm going to turn myself in. Your father's probably not going to kill me, but it'll be my treason. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is, like, the second or third time he's done this. Yeah. Where he's, like, done something for Thor that he's, like, technically not supposed to do. Yeah. But got away. Yeah. I kind of think Loki's whole... The illusion of him, like, looking well, and then him not looking well. I feel like he probably wasn't doing as bad as he looked like he was. That was just an illusion on an illusion. Like, an illusion of inception to get (laughs) Thor to feel bad for him. To, like, really get him out and then, like, form this second part of the plan. I disagree. Okay. I think um I think Frigga was like Loki's last like tie to anything with that family. Sure. And when she was gone, I think like I think she was the last thing that Loki was really holding on to. Hmm. And he had like really lost it all when she died. That's fair. 
I don't I don't think he has the emotional capacity for that there, anymore. There's actually a line in the Loki TV show that I don't think will spoil anything, but it, Owen Wilson's character literally says kind of what you just said. He's just like, it's always the game within the game with you. And like you kind of just express the same sentiment. Yeah. Which describes Loki like 100% because we see that in the next scene where he seemingly betrays Thor instantly. <laughs> Yeah. To find out that it's all an illusion for uh, for Malekith to fall to. Yeah, it was magical, though, that, like, literally all of Thor's people were like, if you betray him, I will kill you. And he was like, get in line. <laughs> yeah, I think there wasn't... I, I I don't know if they were just trying to make this movie darker. Um, But in the first half, I didn't feel a lot of the, like, <clears throat> underlying MCU humor. And it wasn't, like... There wasn't a lot in the second half of it, but there was more. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely lightened, like, just a tad. Well, and also just, like, the imagery of Thor, like, ham-fistedly pounding on the screens of the spaceship trying to be, (laughs) or the ship just being like, it shouldn't be that hard. (laughs) And Loki's like, maybe gently touch it. And then he, like ham-fistedly drives it into absolutely everything he possibly could have yeah in order to get it out but also has the like secondary layer of chucking loki and themselves out into somebody who's like waiting as like a decoy which is pretty cool yeah i think the second half had a lot of um the action was very well done i think yeah, there it it felt like there were a lot more layers. Yeah. Um I wrote Malekith isn't going after Asgard. The ether has a new home. I wrote he looks like hell. Cuz like again, the layers, you've got them showing that what Thor was trying to pitch to Odin was actually correct. Yeah. Like he Odin should have taken his plan and been like oh that's right we'll take the fight away from asgard to try not to like kill all of our people right um but instead we're going to do what i say and stick to my plan because i'm the king and i know everything yeah for revenge and glory and vengeance yeah there were some like real harry potter vibes see i didn't get any harry potter vibes when um, Malekith was kind of, like, lifting Jane up and all the stuff was coming out of her, it felt very, like, Beatty, or, uh, Katie Bell with the oh, um, cursed, yeah, with the cursed necklace. Okay. Like, that kind of felt like that. And she had, like, the really, her eyes were, the ether eyes were very scary. Yeah. Maybe I don't get Harry Potter vibes because, like, not that Harry Potter wasn't original, but, like, the... A lot of the shots in the film were had been done before, so like when I see this, my first go to isn't Harry Potter because I think other films had done it. I haven't seen those films. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I I have not seen those th- films, so yeah. for me, it looks very like Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. Yeah, totally fair. Yeah, um, I was shaken when Loki stabs him, and that whole stabs Thor and that whole thing in front of Malekith and then like chucks him down the hill and then Malekith like does what 
Thor needs him to do. And then he yells, you know, Loki, now! And then, like, I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck just happened? So I will never trust anything that happens in these movies ever again if Loki's around. If Loki's involved. No. <laughs> I think that's the point. And there was also a lot of the foreshadowing of him. I was like, he's probably going to pretend to die at some point. That was my thought. But he had flickered into or had the illusion of being an Asgardian guard or like soldier or something yeah when they were like leaving the castle and again they don't really just do things to do things in these movies so like that definitely came back yeah that's fair um i did love the uh chris evans cameo yeah (laughs) that was so funny yeah it was great do you want to have a rousing conversation about truth patriotism (laughs) oh man no, that was so good. Um, I was kind of hoping that Loki being saved by Thor when he's getting sucked into, like, the antimatter bomb was going... I mean, I know it does come back because Loki's able to then, like, run a blade through the cursed elf. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of hoping that it would have done more. Like, the antimatter bomb would have done more? No, that, like, Thor saving Loki would have done more. Or Loki saving Thor? No, it, Loki got was getting sucked into the antimatter oh, bomb. Oh, and Thor, like, dived for yeah, him. Grabbed yeah, grabbed him and saved him. And then, in turn, he... I don't know where Loki got the his antimatter bomb, but he stuck that on the cursed one after he ran him, ran him through with the sword. Yeah. And then the monster grabs him and hugs him, but really shanks him. And I then, feel like that's been done before. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember what movie. Was it? Lord, was there Lord of the Rings where they did that? It felt kind of orcish. Yeah. yeah. I think an orc in Lord of the Rings did that. Maybe to one of the humans. Yeah. Yeah. I think that has happened. Yeah. That frame looked very familiar. It did. Yeah. And also the like cursed one and a lot of those people looked like kind of kind of like orcs. Yeah, the course the uh, the cursed one, yes, gave me big uh big orc vibes. Yeah. Yeah. And then I wrote Loki dies. And then I wrote Loki isn't dead. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. no, no, I don't cuz again, like I think I said this a few movies ago, I don't believe that anybody in here is dead. Until they're, like, actually dead. Yeah. And it deaths in this aren't as they seem, especially with Loki. Yeah. Yeah, there's a a lot of people seemingly die and come back. Yeah. You know it's real when there's a funeral, I guess. Yeah. But, like, how, how the fuck... Like, he got shanked. And then he turned a funky color. Yeah. But, like... Do they ever explain what happened there? No. Fuck. Okay. Great. <laughs> That's annoying. At least I don't think they do. I'm pretty sure they don't. There's well, very little in this movie that comes back and gets, like, explained. That's annoying. It is. Um, what's also annoying is that the cave that Thor and Jane wander into is the entrance to the... <laughs> Um, tear in the so universe. Yeah. And then she gets a call from that one, you know, the, the poor man that she went on that horrible date with. And yeah. 
um it was great when her phone was going off and thor was like it's not me <laughs> like he doesn't have a fucking cell phone he's a god right um and then she finds her keys <laughs> And they're able to just, like, jump back through the tear in reality. Yeah. That just felt way too convenient. Yeah. That... I think when they popped up, I was like, well, that's convenient. Yeah. Um, I love that her car, or the car that they were driving, was just, like, smashed to hell, but, like, still worked enough. Yeah. That was also very convenient. Um, And it was just so funny when Thor... When they walk into, like, the apartment and Thor is just like hangs his fucking hammer up like it's a purse <laughs> yeah and eric's not wearing pants helps him think such a kooky old dude yeah well you know he had a god inside his brain as he puts it oh that was probably one of my favorite lines yeah was oh is your brother coming and he's like no he's dead he's like oh thank god <laughs> he was like oh, oh sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah um i mean granted from his position loki being dead is definitely a win yeah 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 absolutely um and it again all of this feels like relatively convenient just because they're like doing all of this triangulation like drawing a little a literal triangle to like try to figure out where the fuck they're supposed to be going and that's all the, the greatest minds are converging and then you realize it's greenwich like why greenwich of all fucking places all right what's the significance i mean greenwich is where all time starts Ooh. um like that makes sense gmt okay is i don't know what the middle part is greenwich fair <laughs> the, <laughs> the g is greenwich yeah the g is greenwich yeah and it was there's a vox video that uh johnny harris did about it um mm. about how like that's why i mean it and it all all time starts and ends in greenwich because of imperialism like some white scientists from england in the 1800s decided all time zones were going to start and end from greenwich so, like, I'm not entirely sure what the significance would be to this film of them starting and ending there, besides just that's where time starts and ends. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably it. But, yeah, if you don't, uh, if you're listening to this and you don't know about why we have the current uh, time zones we have, Johnny Harris, time zones, Greenwich, Google it, short form video, very interesting. There we go. Check it out. There's your history for the day. So... Yeah, the whole line that you already mentioned where uh, Eric's like, oh, I, should, I better put pants on for this. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, oh, buddy. Again, it's all very convenient. They, like, get there quickly as the as the ship appears and then slowly drags itself to a stop in the middle of what appears to be a university. Yeah. I don't even know what university is in Greenwich. I don't know. I don't know. I think there's some type of conservatory there. Huh. Planetarium, maybe? I'm not sure. But this whole time, I'm like, what the fuck is the end goal? What is the end goal for this villain? It's to make the universe dark. But what does that mean? No light. What does that mean? <laughs> like, does that mean, like, is everyone going to die? Like, is that the... Who fucking knows? They're like, oh, the world as you know it is going to end. Cool, bud. What the fuck does that mean? Right. No light? Does that mean all plants are going to die? Does that mean all oxygen is going to go? Does that mean everybody except 
you and your elves are going to be vaporized because you're the only ones that can live in these conditions. If it's just you and a bunch of dudes, how are you going to procreate and bring your world back to life? I mean, do we really know how elves procreate? No, but, like, maybe it's some seahorse shit. And maybe they can, like, they don't need people with female reproductive organs to procreate as elves. Maybe the dudes lay eggs. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, I don't know. But how are the... Maybe that's like going to be another movie down the line. Is like a no. There's going to be no Marvel movie that addresses the procreation of elves of dark elves. Yeah, on no, uh, Spalavard Heinemann. I... <laughs> is that of consonants for you? It's a lot of consonants. Yeah, yeah I don't think they're like, going to address that. What was ever. their lo- what was their end game here? I'm like, like with not yeah with thanos we know sorry i can hear chewy licking his nuts (laughs) chewy (laughs) chewy come on bud thank you um (laughs) god but like we know with thanos for instance he has clear objectives right he wants to wipe out 50 percent of the world's population Mm -hmm. do you know why because the world's overpopulated to i don't know natural resources some shit actually yeah yeah i mean that's that's what i would assume yeah but it like it makes sense Except not actually, because, like, statistically, because I've also watched before we got into this whole journey, I watched a couple videos about why, like, if you're gonna try to have natural resources for everybody, you wouldn't just take out half of the population, you would need to take out a lot more than that. So he, like, didn't do the proper math. (laughs) (laughs) So your your problem with Thanos' plan is that he wasn't gonna wipe out enough people? No, it wasn't a super well thought out plan. Like, if he's gonna, like, you can't arbitrarily just say I'm gonna take out half the population. Because in one generation, if everyone had two kids, you'd be back to everybody in 20 years. 20, 25 years. So, good fucking job, bud. Way way to, you know, do your half-baked plan. (laughs) Good. And he's not even on Earth. Why the fuck is he trying to take out half of Earth if he's not even, like, if it doesn't even affect him? But maybe it does. I'm not there yet. Anyway, what, where I was going with this is that he had clear objectives. Yes. The Dark Elf saying he wanted to bring everything back to the Dark World was not clear. He had no objectives. His plan was to get the ether. Also, where the fuck was he going to try to get the... He wasn't even awake like four days before this. Right. So if he had missed the convergence, then he and all of his homies would have just been like asleep for another five thousand years yeah gotta wait for that convergence jesus christ so yeah that they never i don't maybe they did like i don't remember what woke him up was it the ether or was it the fact that the convergence was happening the ether it see again they didn't really address it but it seemed like the ether getting into a different host so the ether escaping yeah because the ether was like trapped in its container i don't know whatever the fuck his column and then because jane fucking wandered into it and it jumped into her then that sparked them all of a sudden like waking up coming back into consciousness when he woke up he like immediately mentioned the convergence like how do you know i don't know maybe it's a spidey sense i don't know yeah it's weird yeah. Maybe part of the Dark Elves internal 
you know, circadian rhythm or something. <laughs> is like the convert, like in his head, he has radar and it's like beeping because it's getting closer. Maybe. And as it gets closer and closer to the convergence, it beeps louder and more frequently. Yeah, it checks out. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, who the fuck? How? I don't right. know. He had, like, his plans were just not, they weren't particularly well thought out. There was a lot of room for error. Mm-hmm. He was just really deeply, like, banking on the cursed one. Yeah. He was like, the cursed one can't be killed. The cursed one is going to keep me safe. I'm going to fucking wreak havoc on everyone else. Yeah. Anyway, don't like his plan. No, no clear objectives. No. Super annoying. Yes. I'm going to say, like, two out of ten for clarity and fully well thought out <laughs> battle plans. <laughs> Not a good villain. Not no. a memorable villain. At no. All. Not at all. Nope. No. Not a fan of him as a villain and his objectives because they're annoying. I don't like it. Um, The battle scene, like you said, pretty cool. Yeah. It was all done. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, Not a lot of, like, human death, like extras, but a lot of property damage. Well, yeah. Yeah, like a shit ton of property damage. Yeah. Um, and it was pretty cool that, like, Jane and Eric figured out how to, like, hit the buttons. Yeah. And, like, zap people in and out. Yeah. And, like, conveniently, you know, move people around or, like, you know, if someone was coming towards them, they could zap themselves out of existence. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. It was it also... Re- oh. oh, go ahead. I said it kind of um, reminded me of Inception. Like, I, the way they... Oh, you've... I haven't you've seen, seen Inception? No. Yeah, that's fair. Um, just the way that the battle took place and how different environments were used um, definitely reminded me of that in a good way. It was kind of funny that um, Thor and... What's his name? Malekith. Malekith kept ending up back on Malekith's home planet. Yeah. Like, fighting each other. And then, like, <laughs> at some point, Miramir was lost through time <laughs> and space. Yeah. And Mir Mir had to, like, find its way back. I love that Darcy at some point was like, Mir Mir! Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> um, Yeah, so that whole battle scene was pretty cool. It was the, um, the scene of Thor walking through the, like, you know, like, red dust devil of embers mm-hmm. was kind of looked to me like a Dust Bowl era type of something where someone's like trying to make it back to their home oh yeah um but it was pretty cool the way that he like was able to stab him with like you know seemingly basic earth objects right right they're just simple earth objects taped together but when you shank through somebody and you have someone hitting the right buttons that gives them the right electromagnetic whatevers yeah it can explode them and then the fact that he got mushed by his own freaking ship yeah. on his own planet. <laughs> yeah. Magical. It's quite the way to go out. Yeah, and, and Eric did that, yeah. which was cool. Because, like, I think Eric redeemed himself a little bit from being a little nutty and off his rocker through most of it. Yeah. And then he kind of came through at the end by being able to save Jane, which it also seemed low-key a little bit like, like Jesus-y. With the, like, the ship looked like a cross. It it gave me, like, very strong, like, crucifixion slash, like, one of the Twin Towers falling down vibes. Okay. 
as it was like starting to kind of crumble because like you look up and the the ship looked like a cross yeah and you're just like okay it's like this is a little looks a little bit like a cross and then the way it started to crumble looked like one of the twin towers coming down so that was i was like oh they're gonna die but i was like but they're not gonna die because i know that thor's in other movies Mm, i don't know about again i don't know about jane um i don't know if we ever see jane again she didn't die no she didn't die yeah um so that's wild yeah, because then we end with um, the the random uh, soldier that Loki had transformed into earlier mm-hmm. wanders into the throne room and tells Odin that he finds a body. Yeah. And the body's Loki's. And then he has this weird look in his eyes. And I said to you, I was like, that's Loki. Yeah. And then, as you mentioned at the synopsis, the odin is not actually odin no it's loki yeah so where the fuck is odin did he finally kill odin chewy you're fine (laughs) so like did he finally kill odin was that part of his speech where he's like all i really want is for you know you and odin to lie dead at my feet yeah yeah you'll have to wait till the next Thor movie god it's only like 10 movies down the line Jeez. Yeah, there was a lot of, like, um, off-screen shit that shouldn't have been off-screen. I.e., how Loki got to where he was. In my opinion. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm just looking at you. I'm listening yeah. to you. Oh. You're looking at me like what I'm saying doesn't make sense. I know I'm listening to you. <laughs> yeah, I think this movie had a lot of off-screen things happen that probably shouldn't have happened off-screen. Mm. It would have been cooler if they were included. I agree with you. Yeah, because I think I'll... I mean, throughout this whole movie, we're like, well, how the fuck did that happen? Yeah. Like, why, what? Yeah. A lot of gaps to fill in, but... I don't know. It was what it was. What would you rate this movie? Out of ten? Yeah. Uh, it's a, mm, I would say five. It's a five out of ten for me. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, it had some cool... It, it had very well-written dialogue, I think. Um, especially when, like, Odin and um, Thor are talking, or Thor and Loki are talking. Um, dialogue was really well done. I think it did do a good job at, like, exploring um, those characters. Mm-hmm. As far as, like, Loki, Thor, and Odin are concerned, and, like, their kind of dynamic. Um, definitely opened that up a lot, but... Other than that, it didn't really do much for me. Yeah, I agree. Five out of ten. The villain was, like you said, going into this, villain was super forgettable. Mm-hmm. What the fuck was the plot even? <laughs> um, That's super confusing to me. There's also just a lot of shit that they didn't explore or address. Yeah. Like, they never really addressed Lady Sif at right. all. Right, they like... They put in some, like, romantic tension between her and Thor and never explored it. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah, for no reason. And it doesn't come back that I'm aware of. Jesus Christ. Right. Yeah, so there was just a lot of stuff that happened where I was like, why was that in there? And can you hear that? Yeah. (laughs) God damn it. Chewie. Leave your butt alone, bud. Yeah. Just for, like, five minutes. 
We're almost done, bud. Is he Gives so bored of us eyes. that he just starts licking his own ass? I think so. <laughs> um, so yeah, like. Gen- Was that from Friends? I don't know. There's a scene where someone like feeds the dog something, and then the dog starts licking his own ass. I'm like, what's he doing? He's like, oh, I think he's trying to get the taste out of his mouth. Ew, gross. I feel like it was Friends. I... Or maybe How I Met Your Mother, because those two shows are the same thing. They're, they're the same, just different yeah. different generations, or different decades. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so the chemistry between Jane and Thor is fairly lackluster. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot there, and yeah, just not a lot there. I appreciate that we got more time with Frigga, a little bit of more time with Frigga. Right. And that we had that, like, super cool, badass. There were a couple of, like, cool, badass woman, like, sword biting scenes. Yeah. They had some cool fight scenes with Lady Sif. Yeah. Some cool ass scenes with one cool ass scene with Lady Frigga. Yeah. Um, and basically what I learned or what I, my main takeaway from this is I will never trust anything Loki does. It's a good takeaway. Yeah. Because, like, I think... Loki will be like a thing within a thing. Mm-hmm. So whatever he's doing isn't what it seems on like four different levels. Yeah. Is pretty much how I'm going to take this. Yeah. A lot of mischievous layers and the god of mischief. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who are your unsung heroes? Um, I want to say my first unsung hero is, uh, Eric Selvig. Yeah. Which was he my unsung hero in Avengers? I feel like I've named him before. Yeah. Yeah, but when he finally came to um and identified that Malekith was gonna be in uh Greenwich. 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 Um Yeah, he really like came through on the science part. Um Who's my other unsung hero? Oh, fucking Heimdall. Yeah. Who, you know, went along with Thor's treasonous plan. I was like, oh, well, I'll turn myself in and I'll make peace with that. Like, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, if I die from this, that's fine. Yeah, Heimdall's real uh, ride or die. Everyone needs a friend like Heimdall. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, I would say my unsung heroes are the dude that was driving the uh, getaway vehicle mm. for when Loki, Thor, and Jane chucked themselves out of the alien, not alien, the elf spacecraft. Yeah. Um, because not only did he, like, do some great maneuvering as far as, like, being there and catching them, mm-hmm. but then he also launched himself into a, you know, like, his compatriot's vehicle and was like, Nothing against you, boys. Yeah. And then just, like, kicked their asses. Yeah. And um, cleared the way for them. Um, I would also say Ian, the intern, yeah, is my other unsung hero for just kind of, like, blindly being along for the ride. <laughs> because I feel like everyone needs a friend like that, too. Yeah. Where he's just like, cool, you want me to do what? Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. You know, maybe they don't ask a lot of questions. Maybe they do. But they're just, like, there for whatever you're up to. Yeah. And uh, they're, like, in it until it ends yeah. poorly or well. And then uh, he and uh, Darcy macked at the end. So, yeah. there you go. I also go. feel like Darcy should be um, an honorable mention as far as Unsung Heroes. Because yeah. she is the one who got Eric Selvig out. And, yeah. Like, had Jane's back throughout the whole 
situation. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I would say Darcy is probably Jane's equivalent to Heimdall. Where I feel like Heimdall has Thor's back regardless of whatever. And Darcy does the same thing for Jane. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely see that. Yeah. Um, Cool. So what movie is after this? Um, I think it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Cool. I think I've seen most of Guardians of the Galaxy, actually. I think you've seen most of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Okay. So then maybe I haven't seen... Well, isn't Guardians of the Galaxy... Isn't there a scene where he's, like, in something that looks like, I don't know, Temples of the Lost Raiders or something, and he's, like, got his little mask on, and... Do you say Temples of the Lost Raiders? Are you talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark? I don't know. I think you just mixed a couple movies Sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure I did. That's what happens when I try to talk about things I don't know anything about. But <laughs> but he's in, like, a very, like, abandoned Egyptian tomb-looking place with his, like, mask on. Yeah. And his, like you know headphones and he's like skipping through and then he's like i'm star lord yeah that is the opening sequence essentially of guardians of the galaxy yeah the first one okay so yeah from there um guardians of the galaxy i kind of feel like i've seen it but also i don't know um i think gamora is gonna be in it who gamora oh yeah yeah right yeah who is Gamora? What is Gamora? Maybe we'll see Baby Groot for the first time. Groot? Not Baby Groot, just Groot? I don't know. Maybe don't we'll know. see Groot. Um, I think we're going to see the raccoon. I don't remember what that's called. Rocket. Rocket. Um, I think we're also going to see the... Who's John Batista's character? Dave Batista. Dave Batista. Drax. Drax. So Wait, I think who's I... John Batista? Nope, I'm thinking of John Cena. Oh. I just mixed up John Cena and... Isn't John Batista a musician? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I think he is. Okay. I believe you. He's a really good musician. But um, Drax. Yes. You do see Drax. So I'm excited to see Drax. Yeah. Um, I think there's going to be some shenanigans as far as like venturing through the universe. Um, I know that Gamora is a daughter of Thanos. So... Well, which isn't actually a daughter of Thanos. It's like some really like sick abuse shit. So, um, I am excited. This might be the first time where they like put a name on Thanos and they talk about him depending on how deeply they get into it. I think, um, Gamora and what is Star Lord? What is his actual name in this? What's Chris Pratt's character's name? Uh, Peter Quill. Okay. So I think they're romantically involved at some point maybe in this movie maybe in a different one Mm -hmm. i feel like they try to kill each other quite a few times um but i think rocket and star lord are like in it together to like i don't know pillage random planets and shit (laughs) right i don't know shaking your head no i don't know i don't know yeah anyway not spoil it for you because you don't know that much i know you know like quite a bit though because I think I've seen parts of it. There was a while where you were falling asleep to this. I was falling asleep to the second one. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> maybe, maybe this is one of the ones that I sat down and maybe I watched like half of it with you. And then I was maybe. like, I can't do it. Nah. I don't know. Who knows? So, yeah, that's kind of like what I know. Um, basically, off of all of the other plots, I feel like there's going to be 
some type of love interest. I feel like there's going to be some type of villain. I feel like they're going to have to fight through some type of adversity. They're going to lay some backstory for some people who are going to pop up in other Avengers movies. Yeah, I don't know. That's all. Cool. That's all I have. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like um, I'm thing for you. Why are you going that way, bud? Okay. Hi. Yeah. Hi, bud. Do you have anything else? Um, No. I'm actually really excited for Guardians. I think we've trudged through my least favorite movies. Yeah. Um, There's there's one or two coming up that, like, not that I'm not excited about them, but they were like, yeah, all right. Well, like, honestly, these, I'm, I mean, if anyone knows me, you know that I have fairly poor taste in music and movies. It's and all subjective. I know, but like machine. What's not subjective is this how shitty Machine Gun Kelly is. I know. So. I was just gonna say yeah. Ma- Machine Gun Kelly was my number one played <laughs> artist on my Spotify wrapped up, wrapped. But also like Megan yeah. The Stallion was number three. Yeah. So like Which I think that re- Meg The Stallion's not shitty by no, any means. No. So I think I like redeemed myself a little bit, and then just like I you have played a lot of Machine Gun Kelly though. Yeah, because it's angsty, and I can scream along to it and be sad. There's a lot better music you can do that to. You know. Oh, there you go. Right, just right where I didn't. Want you to be good job Chewy. you know i've had a rough two years in my feels in this pandemic and machine gun kelly was the balm to my salty millennial soul him and see bond balm oh balm. him yeah. and girls in the hood screaming that in my car every single day on the way to work yeah yep and i can't sing it because i don't want us to get sued <laughs> oh, so good it is good but anyway so based off of my movie movies that i tend to prefer and you know music taste i these the last two movies i would say objectively were not great but like for me they're not the worst things i've ever watched <laughs> that's fair yeah. yeah they're we've watched i would say three of my four or five least favorite mcu movies already so that's exciting yeah so that means things are just gonna like keep getting better because also they will thor was so much more enjoyable to watch or thor three nope thor two this last movie was so much more enjoyable to watch than iron man three i enjoyed oh i disagree Mm. i think iron man three is way better than thor two no not way better there i don't remember what i rated iron man but I'm sure it was like one or two above this. I think I probably rated Iron Man higher because there was a lot more that happened. Mm -hmm. But I liked this one better because I think objectively I like Thor a lot better. Like as a character? Yeah. Like as a character, like he could just be taking a dump for two hours. And I would rather watch that than Tony Stark do anything. Damn. I don't. Tony Stark in his current iteration Mm -hmm. is unpleasant. That's fair. I do not enjoy him. Okay. So, yeah. No, and I I wouldn't enjoy watching Thor take a dump for two hours. Yeah. That was a little... That was a little... A little left field. Yeah, yeah. You came on pretty strong with that Yeah, but, like, what was in my mind was the Rick and Morty scene where he's, like, got a toilet in the middle of a meadow. (laughs) And then he, like, fights people for... The singular use of his toilet in his meadow. Yeah. That's what I was kind of envisioning in my <laughs> head. That's fair. But, yeah. You have anything else? Uh, no. No? Uh, thanks so much for 
hopping in on this part two of Thor The Dark World. Please make sure you leave us a review and you rate us. And if you do either of those things, let us know and I will bake you cookies and mail them to you. So, thanks so much, everybody. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Thank you for diligently listening to the Marvel-less podcast with Rochelle and Jay. You are the true heroes of this universe. Keep their integrity heroic and let Jay know if they fucked up any details in this episode. Then stay tuned for the correction in the next episode's noted segment. Please like and subscribe on all podcast platforms and follow the adventure on Instagram at Marvel Less Podcast. Excelsior!